Welcome to Hell Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole! This is an embarrassment, a disgrace! What? What's the matter, kid? You got wax in your ears? Don't do it! You got Tammy and <laughs> Hello and welcome to Film Erupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want while dealing with the constant antics of Smash. We can review movies, video games, and who knows what else. Episodes can be spooky, too oddly informative to downright stupid. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Well, howdy doody, everybody. We have a returning guest. I'm excited. He's it's been a minute, and uh, welcome back to the show, John Noto. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm always happy to be here. The man with the voice. Listen to that voice. This is me talking right now, and you are listening. What a voice. Thank you. The voice of a god. I wouldn't go that far. Well, you do voiceover work and acting and things like that, so you got to have a good manly voice. Uh, you know, it, it can definitely help a little bit to have that quality. Sometimes that quality keeps you from getting the job. And uh, sometimes what? you don't have... Well, yeah, no. I mean, sometimes they want a guy who doesn't sound uh, like uh, however you just described me. I think you called me masculine. Uh, we'll check the accuracy of that. But, uh, they want less, less machismo. They want less yeah, machismo. You know, some, especially now. They, wa- they always want, uh, they want the dad to be like a, a wimp. Why is that? Uh, You're talking like a uh, well, like family guy. The the dad, he's like he's a wimp. Well, that that's a cartoon, uh, and like with, with Peter, they can kind of like and Homer, they can kind of take them in any direction, and they've changed over the years. Uh, if you watch, I, I would I would move away from cartoons and use sitcoms more as an example. If you try to think of the instances where. There's always there's always a funny character and then a straight man. And by straight man, we're, we're talking about, like, you know, very down-to-earth normal could exist outside the TV. And when has the woman been the character and the man been straight? I love Lucy. Mm, that's true. When is the dad a goofy, clumsy character and the mom is always correcting him? All the time. Everything all else. All the time, right? Everything else. And that's a, <laughs> yeah. all the time. I was thinking like King of Queens, something, you know. Absolutely. I mean, uh, even like when the dad is supposed to be like manly, it's it's kind of, and it, you know, this is partially like a co- comedic thing, but like it's kind of like his manliness is like, oh, oh, men, 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 I eat red meat. And it's kind of like a, it's kind of like he's a goofball in that regard. He's trying to be a manly man, but he's just a big old softy. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. It'll be decades before Hollywood wants to make a man like uh, the dad from Little House on the Prairie. Uh, or Wow, what was his name? What was that actor's name? He, he got, like, cancer or something like that. I believe he did. Oh, uh, Lennon. Uh, London. John London? I something like you. that. I couldn't tell you. The only reason I even got excited when you brought that up is because uh, I, I personally do, do not remember that show, really. But my sister used to watch it all the time when I was little. So oh, yeah. I remember seeing it on. Yeah, that was a, that was a different time. That was back when men were men and women were women. We don't do that anymore. Go figure. What a weird concept. I know. Hmm. And then there's, a, I mean, this today kind of comes across like a terrible example. But then there's the dad from Seventh Heaven, uh, and Seventh we're talking about Heaven. that. We're talking about the character as he is on the show, not what the actor did in real life. Which uh, I'd rather not talk about that. I was gonna say but, I'm clueless on both fronts here. I don't know Seventh Heaven, and I don't know what he did. No, Seventh Heaven, it was like a big, big family. There was a dad, the mom. They had all sorts of kids, and they were like good people who went yeah. to church and everything. And it was a positive it was a positive family, and it was a nice family drama. 
that the whole family could watch, as opposed to they mostly like the family shows where the whole family watches. Eh, they tend to they tend to be like the dysfunctional family is all they want to show you today, uh, and. I don't know if that's just a reflection of society or if TV is uh, making society more this way. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Mm. That is the classic question, my friend. Mm -hmm. It was the chicken. Oh, we finally have an answer. Yes. Thanks, John. So let's talk a little bit about what you've been doing in the acting world. Before We got got a fun little show ahead. We're going to do play some music. Maybe that'll kickstart some conversations, some fun stuff. It's going to be some John Carpenter lost themes. I can't wait. Yeah, that's a little preview. That's coming later. But it's 2020. The coronavirus pandemic is still doing its thing. And what has it been like for John Noto with acting and things like that in the year 2020, this crazy shitty year? Oh boy! Well, that's a loaded for, question, right? I know, I know. So, I mean, for the for the beginning, the first two months, I was like really dead set on like, all right, don't put your focus on tour guiding so much this year. Put your focus on acting. And you know, the the world said, hey, we'll take tour guiding away from you. You just won't have a job anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. And it, it like started off. I got some good auditions. And this and, is what time? Are we talking this is February, talking January, February before okay. things really, really hit the fan. And uh, uh, let me think. What did I get back then? I got an I got my first audiobook, which is now completed, available on Amazon. Red Clay, Yellow Grass, a novel of the 1960s, written by Richard Berger, read to you by me, John Noto. And by the way, if you purchase that book on Amazon through the uh, link that I'm sure Phil will provide, not only does Phil get no money, but you get zero percent off. So please, please. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's a Black Friday special if I've ever heard one. Absolutely, folks. So go for that one. I, w- I wish we could. Like, it's like it's very difficult to create your own promotions for uh, audiobooks. Sure, but that that's end up ends up becoming what it is. Is uh, acting. They start doing the self tape auditions, which is actually beneficial to a guy like me. But every project is we don't know when we're going to actually film this because we don't know when this stuff ends. Yeah. So I ended up producing two audiobooks. Learning all the, well, many of the ins and outs of doing that stuff. And that ends up being a whole lot of my time. And then, boom, September comes around and like, whoosh, all this work comes my way. I get a, I get an episode of a web series. It's a foreign language web series, Straight Out of Kerala. Uh, I think it's actually called uh, Mosab Vibes and Straight Out of Kerala is the production company. But I'm in episode two. There's a really, really funny scene in there that's definitely worth watching. And then uh, I got an independent film, which will be coming out in February. It's a short. No kidding. It's called, oh yeah, Xmas by the Pond. Uh, and they, they did not call it Christmas by the Pond. I won't, I won't uh, crap on them for that because i'm in the movie xmas by the pond and uh it's going to be a nice little black and white film uh two characters in it and uh that'll come out in february and uh i think that'll be a fun fun time for uh everybody it's a it's a it's a comedy with a little bit of drama in it and it's it's just really really well shot this director lou blackmon he just did an incredible job he filmed with the ari alexa and you're gonna you're gonna have a fun time watching that one I got commercials coming out. I got a mattress commercial coming out sometime on Instagram in the next month. And then I did a commercial with uh, Chris Berman from ESPN. He could go all the way. 
That's, That's what, what he's famous for, yep. That's what everybody's telling me. I didn't know who he was. He's very famous for that. Oh, well, dude, I watched SportsCenter, ESPN SportsCenter, for years growing up, like on repeat in the morning. That was what I watched. Mm-hmm. And he was a staple anchor there, and that was his thing during football games. When they were, you know, they'd run up the sidelines, they're gone, he'd go, he could go all the way. Yeah, yeah. I, I never, so I don't really watch sports all that much. Yeah. I didn't know who he was. He's a legend. As soon as he gets on set, like, I'm looking at him, I'm like, oh, this is a famous person. I don't know who he is, but, like, I can just tell that's a famous person. Did he have machismo? Uh, he just looked like there should be a camera on him. He looked different from everybody else. He was bigger and just had, like, he just had, like, I have to present myself wherever I go look to him. Yeah, he's not a full-time anchor anymore. He's sort of, uh semi-retired quite a few years ago but he'll still come in once in a while and they'll have like a special Berman you know like segment or something like that anyway I'm sorry so well, no, it's a, so it was a commercial for car shield insurance and basically Chris Berman's car is broken down at MetLife Stadium the game just ended everybody's leaving and he's talking about how great car shield is and there's this mechanic fixing his car in back of him who happens to be a me <laughs> and while nice. they were filming yeah yeah and while they were filming I don't know how visible I'll be I'll be the second most visible person based on how they shot it although i don't know what they're going to intercut it with you never really know but uh started raining and they didn't want the actors to get all wet so they just said everybody get inside so chris and i we just both hopped in the car that uh i was like fixing for him and uh, i got to chat with him for 20 minutes nicest guy in the world all he wanted to talk about were his two kids and uh what they're up to right now but a uh, really really sweet guy and i asked him at one point i was just like all right i, I don't really watch sports he's like well, i don't give a shit and i just said like but if i text my family i'm in a car with chris berman right now he's like do they watch espn and i'm just like yeah they do he's like they're gonna know who i am (laughs) so i told my family and my family just started sending me all these clips of him going like woo, like all that stuff and i was just like wow so this guy's really really famous and uh i'm not intimidated at all because i still don't know who the fuck he is but it was uh it was a really cool experience that definitely you know that's the funny thing about celebrities is if you don't know who they are they don't have that like they may have the aura where like you you know he's somebody but yeah. you, you're not intimidated because you don't really know yeah you're like you're just a normal dude I'm talking to you you seem like a nice guy we'll shoot the shit and, and then I, I like i once you've saw won 44 emmys like i didn't know that you know yeah. like I don't know if he did, but I'm just saying, like, no, I get what you're saying. Famous, famous person. Like, I once, when I first came out to New York, I once saw Joan Rivers walk into the cafe I was in. She looked at me and then said, all the good seats are taken. And then she got up and she she just left the place. And I was like, oh, my God, was that, was that, like, Joan Rivers? Oh, oh. And then I just ran out and I, I, I shouted after right. her, I love space balls. And, like, that's literally the only thing I know about Joan Rivers yeah. is that she was the robot on that movie. I have no reason to freak out. Right, right. But I know who she is. Exactly. And I chose to freak out. We saw Jim Carrey on the beach in Hawaii when I lived there. Was he wearing women's clothing as a joke? He, uh, No, he was wearing the mask. That green mask. No, he was not. Oh, um, I'm so excited. And, and he, was, uh, he was there and... It was like everybody was like freaking out. I think that's him. No, it's not him. That's not him. It wouldn't be him. Why would he be out here? It, it's definitely him. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so anyway, it can have that effect on people where yeah. it just it's he's a normal dude, pretty much for the most part. I mean, you know, aside from the movies that millions of people have seen and you just you kind of freak out sometimes. Yeah. But not Chris Berman. Good dude. Not Chris Berman. I uh, kept my cool because I didn't know who he was. And actually, I realized if I ever want to uh, 
speak to a celebrity should I ever meet one. This is kind of the way to behave around them because, uh, you know, I got to talk with this guy for like 20 minutes and uh, he asked me like about my career and, you know, he wished me luck and everything. And it was like really cool. Like I, I can tell people that I met Chris Berman and they will be the ones that care. Right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm sure you have more here, but I just wanted to take a step back. The short film that you did, the Xmas, what was it? in Xmas by the pond, by the pond. Shorts are typically what? Like, 20, 30 minutes? Do they have, I, a, they have I, a limit? No, there, there's no... I mean, in order to be feature length, uh, you have to be above uh, 70 minutes. And most feature length movies are, are closer to 90 right, minutes right. to two hours these days. Um, a short can be anything less than... I mean, a short could be... Uh, 90 seconds a short Holy could crap. be 30 minutes i mean like you know in the youtube era you know somebody can make a 90 second uh funny video and call it a short I guess. um i guess if it's like closer to 90 seconds they might call it a sketch so something like that i don't really know if there's any official terms but this is going to be about 10 minutes long okay uh based on what i saw 10 15 minutes i'd say cool yeah all right, so you got that short. You said you did the com- some of the commercials, Mattress, mm-hmm. uh, the was Car Shield. Yeah, I did like a testimonial. I did. A, I have a commercial out right now for Monmouth Building Center that a few people see every now and then. And uh, I think I did like I did a testimonial. I also did like a beard shampoo bar commercial. A what? Uh, a what? A what? A beard shampoo bar commercial. Interesting. I don't know if and when that's ever coming out, though. I, I, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen. It. Sometimes this happens; they film the thing and then they don't, they don't want to air the thing anymore. Sometimes it pops up a year later. I once did a short film that uh, I didn't see for three years. Wow! Um, I've done some that never get finished. So yeah, I can see that happening. Sometimes you're better off not thinking about this stuff. And uh, yeah, that's acting right now if you have your own setup you can record good auditions send it into them uh, a lot of people are very anxious uh, because of the timeline there at first they were afraid there would be another lockdown sure so they were, the industry was filming very quickly now i see uh governor newsom at least in california he exempted uh the entertainment industry I from any that. future lockdowns and i presume something similar will happen in new york if they do an april style lockdown yeah now to be clear i think that's bullshit (laughs) there is no reason for uh, one industry for churches to shut down and then the entertainment industry stays open that being said john don't you know how important netflix is exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) don't you know how important our streaming tv is home when we're all sitting here doing nothing after, when everything else in the world is closed down, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And the, now you, now you're really. This is what makes you. This is what makes you tolerate being locked down. If they kept, if they kept the entertainment industry out and they couldn't get you more episodes, yeah. then you would start to riot. Then you would start to protest the lockdowns. But so long as yeah. you got that Netflix, we need Stranger Things season four. Go film it now. I don't film care how dangerous now. COVID is. Exactly. And it's like, it's, it's bullshit. I don't think that like my industry, I, I mean, personally, I, I won't go too into it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not really a fan of the lockdowns right now, but it's like either like, geez, lock down everything or lock down nothing. There's no reason for certain people to be exempt. Agreed. That being said, like given how shitty the year's been, I am taking, I am not going to protest by, I will not act in anything. Oh no, no, no. You're not getting that out of me. I am taking this advantage for what it is. I need to work. Sure. After yeah, I the get that. year of uh 
losing my losing my savings account, losing my great job as a tour guide. I, I loved, loved, loved that job. But like I realized pretty early on in 2020, yeah. my job as a tour guide, I am the least, I am the most non-essential worker in America. New York City tour guide. I am the last person getting his job back. Yeah. Like when would they bring that back? Ooh, when the travel ban is done and like, I don't know, like, like I just I do it the whole idea of like how I did everything. I would usually get people to stand very close to each other right, on one side see, of the yeah. street. So that way they're not bl- my, my goal. At least it was outside. Yeah. Yeah. It it's outside. outside. It's outside for the most part. And my goal would be like, get everybody in one spot. Other side of the, other side of the sidewalk, so that way there's no, uh, you know, we're not blocking the path of New Yorkers need to come through. That was my take on like, get out of my way, kid. Yeah, yeah, ah. I don't, I don't, I don't want like New Yorkers to scream because we're blocking the whole sidewalk and they push people or anything like that. I'd say like everybody come together, one side of the sidewalk. I stand here, space for people to walk between us or around us. Yeah, and then we're good to go. Now it's like shit. Like I, I gotta, I gotta change the whole damn path. Uh, in order to keep people spread out and still not blocking the way, mm. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be so overregulated. I'm not gonna be able to get as many people in there. I'll never. I, I feel like unless if there's a serious change in leadership, unless if the people outright reject the direction we're being taken in right now, I don't think I can ever make the money I once made ever again. I or at least not for a year and a half, two years. Can you even? You can't wait that long. No, I can't. I right. can't. You got to move I, on, right? Yeah, exactly. And th- th- like, it's, it kind of sucks because I let tourism plan B distract me for about five years from plan A, my performance career. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, life goes in different directions sometimes. You can't. I like your attitude on it. No, it does. Life presents. You got to live in the present. If you were having a great time doing that, making you're making lots of money doing that too. From what and you told me, so. it is all gone now. <laughs> like I had, a, I had a very you and a lot of other people so. savings account that just doesn't even exist anymore, and and it's it's all right. I'm not too. I I, I I'm not letting it keep me up at night anymore. Um, at first, I, I was I was angry at points in time. Sure. I mean, like, good God, like back in April. I was I was recently single. I everybody in my building left. I was the only people in my ap- person in my apartment building. My what fam- do you mean by left? Did they like move back home because of uh, the virus? So, well, or? so I don't know what the guy in the basement did. The guy on the so there's four four the guy in the basement. Yeah, the guy lives in the basement. What apartment. a creep! Yeah, well, <laughs> he seems like a nice guy now, <laughs> uh, but I won't call him that. But no, I don't know what the guy in the basement was doing. I never saw him. And then on the first floor, uh, that guy died uh, at the end of February. So the landlord was uh, having that place remodeled. Then the second floor, I know he was texting me like. Like, hey, could you pick up this piece of mail for me and stuff? He and all of his roommates like went back with their families, and uh, then on the top floor, that was me living alone. I had the damn building to myself. Mm. Um, all the businesses on the street were closed down. Mm. Couldn't travel down to see family because they all worked in the medical industry, and they were just scared of like John from New York. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I couldn't go to a, a book club that I'm in. I couldn't go see all of those folks anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friends did not want to hang out with me because you know. Everybody was so paranoid back in April. It's just yes. like, well, what if he has some coronavirus on him or something? And you know, like nobody really understood. I think I think a lot of people treated the virus like it was bacteria, and a lot of people treated it like it was like Ebola around here. Now, yeah, I mean, if anybody's listening and you're a little confused, just to make sure you understand, 
uh, we live in the New Jersey, New York area. Yes. And obviously when COVID first hit back April, May, and March, it was mostly concentrated in this area. This was the epicenter for a while. Obviously, it's all over the place now, and everyone in different areas is dealing with it. But when it first hit, nobody really knew what it was. They didn't really know what it does to you. They didn't really know what the symptoms are. And we still don't know everything, but we're getting better. And so everybody was very, there was definitely a sense of fear in this area. I don't know if other parts of the country felt it as much, but there was definitely a sense of fear. I mean, my company completely locked down, sent everybody home except me and one other department. Well, my department and one other department. So it was like, there was like, 150 of us in a building that suits like 3,000 people. Wow. And I would say now there's still only a handful of people back. I'm still, it's Crazy. just our department, um, which is actually pretty awesome. You walk around like the office building and it is just silent. All these empty desks. You can film a movie and then we can film a movie for you. And there's like apocalypse. Anyway, I didn't want to get off on that. You but guys do Naked Tuesdays now that. Uh now yeah, you, mostly empty. You're yeah, just like, no, no, no pants Tuesdays. It's a bunch of dudes. We yeah. just let loose. I mean, <laughs> all right, man. Yeah, let's take off the pants. <laughs> Can't get in trouble anymore, man. You just got to make sure you dip it in disinfectant. You know, absolutely. And then <laughs> you're good to go. All right, um, let's let's, let's go but, away from that. Uh, but, uh, but I was just trying to sh- um, show like. There was, a, in those early months in this area, like you were saying, people didn't want to see you. You were from New York. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't come near me. You've yes. got rabies kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, my job, like, obviously, tourism was just one of the first things that's like, this just ain't happening oh, in any done. capacity. And my job, and, like, eventually it came down to the fact, oh, I also had a photography gig. A friend wanted me to do his wedding photos. Mm-hmm. And that was the only thing I had left. And this is like the, the two days after the European lockdown, which is when shit really hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And my friend texts me. He's just like, hey, we can't do, we can't uh, go to the uh, center for the wedding. We, we have to do it at the courthouse. And said, great, we'll go to the courthouse for photos. Hey, we can't do it at the courthouse because the courthouse is shut down right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the park mm-hmm. instead. All right, so we'll do it at the park. Hey, we can't do it at the park because the park isn't letting people come in anymore. So instead, we're going to do it in my backyard great so we'll just do it in the backyard hey we can't do it in my backyard because the judge got coronavirus oh so you're not getting married this week he's like no i'm not getting married this weekend wow wow and then it's just like i am all alone i have no one to talk to i got i don't got what you got man i don't got a family i live by myself and it was just do you, like do you want them I can send them your way. Nah, I'm yeah, just I'll, ta- I'll I love, take your family. I love the family. I'll, I'll, just, I'll wear your skin like that full of pills. Just, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> the lotion. That was just oh, a dad. Wow. A dads always are obligated to. <laughs> you're always obligated as a dad to try to give your family away or your wife or whatever, like so you don't have to mm-hmm. deal with them. It's just like a dad joke. No, I I want one of my own actually. Uh, but like uh, that's that'll be that'll be whenever that happens. Now. No, it's like, it's like, well, this is like also like when like I kind of like face my own age and everything. It's kind of like, damn, dude, like you're you're 32 years old. I'm 33 now. I just turned 33 a few days ago. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you very much. Wow. And uh, yeah, so it's kind of like facing the own age. It's like, damn, like uh, you got to you got to get moving on with life and everything like, you know, because things don't last forever. And uh, my gym had also closed down. That was another thing. And I love that place. Everything, I dude. couldn't do my stand-up comedy anymore. I couldn't go to the comedy clubs. I haven't <clears> even... <throat> I, I really... I got to get back into that. It's It's gone. And so my job was being outside, talking to large groups of people, and entertaining these brand new people. I'd meet 20 people on this tour, 18 on this tour, 25 on the next tour. I'd do three a day, interact with all these people. And now that's all gone. I am in my apartment. I really shouldn't 
even go outside. I can go to the grocery store, but I have to cover my fucking face. And now my job is standing in a closet and speaking into a microphone, pretending to be all these different people. And that was, that was a big, big shift for me. And it's, it's normal now. It's normal now because I've spent more time doing that than I did tour guiding this year. But that was my transition and the acting work. It just came back and it looks like even if there's another lockdown, I'll still be able to do that in some capacity. Okay, good. Hey, I got a question for you. Okay. This is just me being curious about New York City. I don't often think I've been in New York City plenty of times, but I don't think of New York City as having like, like large, like supermarkets or grocery stores. Do they? They do. Uh, you'll find like so, it's very rare that something can get in terms of like a grocery store. It's very rare that something can get large in terms of like you know your local Costco or anything like that. Right. Um, there, there is like just a bit of a a bit of a limit, but there there are many that are quite large. I okay. mean, like like um. I always think of like a small, like I see small ones when I when I've been there. Like, You're talking about small ones, like okay, so like looking at this uh, room that like we're a in pantry. right now, it might be like it might be like four or five of this room, yeah, the size. But yeah, so you're you're that's the, there's one of those on every corner, and okay. those are like more like uh, like pharmacies or just like the mini grocery stores where you get the essentials. But we got a we got a big ass Whole Foods, okay, on a uh, 15th or something and Sixth Avenue. We got a we got a nice uh, Trader Joe's. There's a whole bunch of them, and they're they're quite large they don't compare to right. like well, what you can sense. get in the yeah. suburbs but we got them okay so I, I've, I guess i've never been looking for that so maybe when i've been in the city i've just sort of looked like breezed right past it you know mm-hmm. didn't even really notice it because here i mean i can get to like i like 15 gigantic grocery stores within like 10 minutes like they're all over the place mm-hmm. um i don't know i just thought that was an interesting i just I needed some insight. I got yeah. it. No, any, any neighborhood you live in, they probably get much bigger in uh, Brooklyn and Queens and Long Island and all that stuff. But uh, you're and you're really thinking of Manhattan, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. There's a small one on every corner, and then uh, you know every neighborhood has like one or two like decently sized ones. The lava lights are going, John. I had one when I was a kid. I loved those. Yeah. Little side note: I just noticed that they were finally bubbling. I put them on earlier, and. Uh, they're going now. It's real lava right there, John. I used to dare myself to touch it when it was all hot. Did you? Oh, oh, the glass? Yeah. Yeah, the glass. He just did it. Was it hot? No, not really. Touch the bottom. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I actually, I wanted to ask you about the audiobook. You know from listening to Phil Interrupted episodes and whatnot, that there are certain times I really like to try to build an atmosphere with music, sound effects, um, atmosphere building. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Jess and I, a couple years ago, we did the Hunting a Killer Detective series, which you know about. I do know about that. Um, (laughs) Oh, um, hello, my sweetest friend. There we go. Um, Yeah, I like to do that kind of stuff. And... An audiobook, I would think, is similar in nature to some extent. I mean, I know you're probably not editing, like, you know, effects per se, but, like, the recording and whatnot, you have to be 
very concise, but you can build moods and with your yes. voice, whether you're going up in the peaks, excitement or down yeah, low. So you do you do the narration and you do all the characters by yourself. There's super some, cool. Yeah, That's there's super cool audio books where like I know I know one this uh, woman Christine Vam she she taught me a lot and she did an audio book that she won an Audi for uh, where like every chapter it switched from the perspective of the man to the perspective of the woman and they got two narrators for that one but in the man the perspective of the man's chapter that male actor will do his voice and his wife's voice and then when the next chapter is the perspective of the wife she will do that woman actress will do the woman's voice and her husband's voice and they talk to each other on the phone they made a couple of agreements and stuff about like okay so he definitely doesn't have this crazy accent and they kind of just get the right flavor but that that's we're moving into the exception to the rule category for the most part you're doing all of the voices and yeah you you know if there's a scene where a character is like you know walking down a hallway and he's not sure what's on the other end you can change the way that you talk you can slow things down you can speed things up you know if it's a little bit more frantic but you don't want to go too crazy because being understood is the most important thing so you don't want to go too crazy with the narration now with the characters voices yeah you do want to match what's going on uh, and you can, you can, you know, it's really up to you how much fun you want to have with that, how much you want to emote. Uh, some people say to keep it a little bit more restrained, like if in, on film, this reaction would be a 10, give it a seven. So it's not too crazy. But, you know, other people would say like, okay, no, go all the way up with it and just make sure you don't blow out the microphone. <laughs> that sounds fun. For the most part, there's no, there's no effects though. There's no music. There's no sound effects. There are, like, on Audible, you can buy, like, audio dramas where they add all that stuff and they get right, multiple actors, right. but that would not be an audiobook. That's rare that they add all those things into an audiobook. I know, like, if you... But again, it happens. Like, I know, like, if you purchase... I, I checked out a sample. You can buy The Bible, uh, the audiobook by James Earl Jones, and and James Earl Jones reading The Bible, that would convert... Uh, <laughs> any atheist back to christianity if you listen to that long enough you're like oh, i'm sold uh <laughs> stephen hawking is just like i've changed my mind <laughs> but uh no and i think i think with that one they added like uh you know as god's creating the earth they uh, and he created the birds and the trees and like you can hear birds in the background so for that audio production they decided to do it um there's not. I don't really know how strict the rules are. If the author and the publisher want it, you can do it. Right. Uh, but generally, they don't. Yeah, I mean, I would think... I, I, like, I'm trying to think... One that I know I listened to was Sphere back in the day. I listened to the audiobook of that, and I believe it's Ed Asner who does the voiceover work for it. And they added in not so much sound effects, like not like people, like, you know, like walking, like... I don't do that or like the doors shutting or anything like that. But they did add in uh, almost like not even ambient, but like an atmospheric background. Like you were saying, like similar to like the birds, but like, like because that was a scary story sphere. I don't know if you're familiar with that one, Uh the Michael Crichton story. Um, I know of it, but I never listened or read. They, they add like, at certain times when it's suspenseful or mysterious and you're trying to figure something out, it's like, you know, like that scary yeah, deep noises. Yeah. That like scary deep, like home that they do in movies and stuff like that. And it added a whole new element and it made you feel a little, 
a little nervous with what what he was saying when they're going down and doing certain stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's change gears. Remember we had uh, we had uh, uh, teased is the word I'm looking for a little bit of John Carpenter. So John Carpenter, famous director, yes, composer. Love his work. One of my, I think, close to my favorite movie is The Thing. Same here. Yep. Very Love close. Yep. That movie so yep. well done. It was just a few years after he did Halloween, which uh, it <laughs> was like so, it was like just so so low low budget, like uh, so, so cheap compared to like what he did with The Thing. You just so see how fast he moved up in rank. He's got some other movies like I liked uh, Prince of Darkness. I did not like The Fog. I actually haven't seen either of those, believe it or not. Really? They're on the to-do list. Yeah, I want to see every John Carpenter film. I have not gotten around to those yet. I have not gotten there. No, he's got, he's got, like, he has eyes on those. I never enjoyed The Fog, and I did not like the remake of it either. Uh, the remake was actually fucking terrible. But uh, Prince of Darkness was good. Halloween movies are also good. Uh, the newest one was pretty good. Has that, like, uh, like girl power thing but in order to do girl power we have to make the men weak sort of thing okay. uh that you see all the time like that with the dad i think the dad was uh the strongest man in the world from pete and pete in the newest halloween <laughs> movie uh which of course is just like we want him to like be wimpy and pathetic and get killed uh and that's just a thing in modern movies amazingly it wasn't that annoying in this new halloween movie it was just Kind of a solid slasher flick. Okay. Uh, the newest Halloween that he made. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I just he was. I think he was executive producer on that. Yeah. I don't. No. Yeah. I think he directly directed that. Directly right. directed uh, <laughs> that one. But uh, he was. He was involved again. And, and he, he did the music. He. Yeah. He, he does some damn good music, which is what we're here to talk about. There's. There's like his. T- I want to see if like because you've got this track, uh, several tracks of his that he made that were never used in movies. Right. I want to see some stuff that's reminiscent of the thing where it's just that like ominous tone. Don't, 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 You know, he didn't write that song. He didn't do the music for the thing. He did not. Shit. Isn't that blow your mind? Because it sounds exactly like something he would have done. The guy's name was, uh, I always butcher it. Enno Mars Marcione. Something like that. Morricone? Yeah. I don't know if I said it right either. Yeah. Wow. Because what happened was he was so freaking busy with doing the thing and all those effects and getting everything organized, whatever he was doing. He didn't have time to do the music, but that guy knew what, like, a certain way that Carpenter would write music. So he tried to style it after, and everybody just assumed, well, not everybody, but a lot of people assumed that it was Carpenter who did the music as well. He didn't do it for the thing. But, like, They Live, he did it for that. You've seen that one? Oh, that was John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was John Carpenter. That's directing. a great movie. It's it's bizarre movie, but it's great in its own sort of weird way. More relevant today than ever. Yes, it is. And yes, it is. You know, so amazing because uh, it's like the way that was made in the eighties. It was kind of like you know they were kind of like saying like the liberals have to stand up to the conservatives who are trying to control you. But somebody pointed out there's this amazing meme. It's just a never forget that the aliens from They Live are less evil than the people that control the media right now. And it's that one thing where he puts on the glasses. He's not wearing the glasses. It says something else. He puts the glasses on, and it says, uh, like, uh, like uh, 
re, uh, re, uh, mate and reproduce or something. Yes. Whereas yes, right yeah. now they're, they're trying to create the person who doesn't have the family. That's what that's what the like the, the lizard people are doing right now. I, I saw somebody on Facebook or something post a meme and it was of like politicians and it was them like on the screen on media. Mm-hmm. And then the next one was it them with the exact effects Faces. from they live of yeah. like with the sunglasses on and then you can see them for what they are yeah in the style of that i thought it was pretty funny yeah that was that movie like so relevant like i've come here to kick ass and chew bubble gum and i'm all <laughs> out of bubble gum but the movie itself is like cheesy yes the way it's made the way it's acted i mean it's got um roddy piper <laughs> right i mean it can't be all that serious we've got david some- i think is that who it is? Yes, yes, the, the yes, the other guy. Yeah, David. Yeah, he's great in that. Um, but like, it's a cheesy movie, and it it's a little jarring the first time you see it because Carpenter's has a very strange, dry style to a lot of his movies that you kind of have to get used to. The music is pretty cool though, and like you said, it's just very relevant. Like the actual like idea of it is is just incredibly. Um, it really it holds. It really holds. Like, it's, it withstood the test of time. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, not finding the proper word here for it, but it's good. And then, like... Um, it holds up. It does. Yeah. That's a good word for it. And the... Uh, <laughs> um, Escape from New York. Yes. Is a fun one, too. Totally weird movie. I've actually never seen Escape from L.A., but I heard I could skip that. Yeah. Um, and that's even something Carpenter didn't even really want to do. It was just they threw so much money at him to make a sequel that he was like, ah, I can't say no, I don't want to do it, but okay. Very early Jason Statham movie, Ghosts of Mars. I don't know that one. That was uh, that was one of his later ones. I think it was made in the 2000s. Oh, shit. Uh, and it was like he took a long break. Uh, and I think it was 2003 or something, but it has uh, Natasha Henstridge, whoever the woman from Species was. Okay. And very early Jason Statham movie. And uh, they go to Mars and there's like uh, there's like monsters on Mars and everything. Okay. Uh, and, you know, they got to kill them and they got to get away. Uh, there was also a James Woods movie. Uh, I think it was just called Vampires. Mm-hmm. And they're vampire hunters. And that was like when he made it, like oh, 1997. Oh, I think I've seen the cover art for that. I've never seen it. Yeah. Though. Didn't he do one? Was uh, Big Trouble in Chinatown? What's that? Is that him? I don't think that was him. It, it just has Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. So okay, you assume it's John Carpenter. <laughs> right, right. Like the Big like Trouble the music in Little China the thing. I love like you just see all all the the street thugs wearing yellow. He's like, oh, those are the good guys. All the street thugs wearing red. Oh, those are the bad guys. He just tells you who the good guys and the bad guys are between the two street gangs. <laughs> I got it. If things were only that simple, right? Yeah. You know, I I was blown away the first time I saw that movie. My wife and I put it on, and I knew nothing about it. Like yeah. nothing. I had no clue what it was about. And my wife and I usually will have like every other night. When we're watching movies, I'll be able to pick a movie, and she'll pick the movie, and I'll yeah. pick the movie, and then it just so it keeps it fair, keeps it mm-hmm. all different kinds of stuff, and I picked that movie, not knowing what it was going to be, yeah. and once all this crazy flying kung fu starts, my wife was like, what the hell is this? I'm like, I have no idea, but I'm having fun, I'm laughing, yes. I'm enjoying it, and she just like got up and like left. I was like, <laughs> uh, uh, no, that's the worst when like you pick the movie, like that's that's like the one of the biggest feelings of cringe these days is when you want to show something to a friend and like 
they're not feeling it the way you do. Well, I didn't even know what it was going to be. So I was yeah. like, I'm sorry, babe. I didn't know it was this crazy kung fu movie. Like, I had no idea. Um, but I watched it, and I had fun. And then uh, Christine, that's the car movie. That's Carpenter, I believe. Have you ever seen that one? I know of it. I know there's a movie called Christine, and, like, what, they're in a car or yeah, something? Yeah, it's a car that, like... Kills people and stuff because it, it wants to it's be... It's not Maximum Overdrive. No, no, but I love that movie, too. That movie's so stupid. <laughs> I, I recently just watched Trucks, which is like the same movie, just like regurgitated with new actors. Wow. It's it's the exact same thing as Maximum Overdrive, but it's uh, it was made for TV, I think. Wow. I didn't know Well, because uh, Stephen King directed Maximum Overdrive. That's the only movie he's ever... Yep. directed and he used exclusively acdc for the soundtrack <laughs> i know a lot about this and i just watched trucks randomly it's the same fucking movie i'm like why do they need to do this twice so we've been a little long-winded here but what we're trying to say is john carpenter is pretty awesome and his music is just as awesome as a lot of his movies yes so he's written a bunch of music that never ended up making the cut so to speak uh he's had a long career obviously now, some of these songs that we're going to play, they're from these two albums called The Lost Themes. Uh, they came out fairly recently. I forget the exact year. I'd have to look it up. Again, some of these didn't make the cut for movies, and you had said that he went on kind of a hiatus for making movies, and he hasn't yes. done anything recently that I'm aware of. Um, he's a much older guy now. It's the new Halloween movies, but he's not directing those. Right. So he's been just composing sort of for fun, and I think he's been making a lot of songs with his son, I believe, as well. So mm-hmm. he's just composing, having fun, and he came out with these two albums called The Lost Themes. And a lot of these songs could easily, easily be the scores for any new film, right? They're great stuff. Uh-huh. So I went through and picked out some of my favorites, and I thought we would play them and sort of... Maybe have some fun with the songs and think about what kind of a movie could have been to these themes. We're going to make our own John Carpenter movie right here at the Phil Interrupted Circular Logic Studio. Let's do it. Hey, wow, look at that. There's that audiobook voice coming through. I'm not even trying. (laughs) I'm not even trying. All right, here we go. Should I tell you what the name of the song is? Will that be the title of our movie? Uh... Let's go with the name of the song, since it's already there. Okay. This is called Vortex. Vortex. So let's envision this as the opening credits. What are we seeing? It's a montage. This is the aftermath of something that's already happened. Hmm. There's not much left. Oh, oh. Oh, we see a girl running down the street. There's more going on here than we think. There's someone after her. There's a group of men chasing after her. It's got it's kind of gritty. Yeah. Everything's filthy. We cut to a shot of a of a decrepit homeless man watching her from the corner. Back to the girl. Cigarette drops. I don't know why I said that. Someone steps on the cigarette. Oh, oh, see what I did there? Yeah, I see. Gaining on her, but she doesn't seem to be too scared. Something's in the distance. Building suspense here. Yeah. Wide shot of the city. You see more of the decrepit, the decay. 
There's some creeps in the corner laughing. They see that that old gang is up to no good. The gang doesn't mess with them because they don't have any money. Man comes out. They're prepared for this. He's got a big gun. (laughs) He's aiming at the gang as the girl's running away. fired a few shots the gang members are falling we can barely see the leader he's telling them to keep going he treats them like cannon fodder close up shot of the gang leader (laughs) horrifying disfigured face Close-up shot of his eye, looking at our hero, firing at them from a distance. Anger. Maybe the the main credit comes up now? Vortex. In large font. As he orders his men to retreat, they'll get her another day. I like it. She stole a precious diamond that's needed to power Ooh. the Save the World device. I like that. Yeah. Ah, you're good at this, John. Oh, this is fun. Are we going to keep on going or are we going to go to another track? I, well, this song, let's see how much longer we got in it. We're at three minutes. Goes to 4.45. Like the guitar. This one will be called uh, <laughs> Escape from Vampire Ghost New York. All right, let's move on to the next one. See what this one is. See what this one is here. What do we got here? This one's called The Abyss. I don't remember this one at all. So this will be... Find out what this is all about here together. Abyss. Picturing a female lead once again. Preparing the house for the invaders. Home Alone vibe? He's preparing the house for the invaders right now. Like, that's that's the vibe I'm getting. Alright. Got a heroine. She's getting prepared for the villain. He's putting on the armor. I feel like this is a continuation of Vortex. It's the same movie. You think so? Uh, it's, it's one I'm picturing in my head. That could be my own bias. It's a very different song. It is. I don't know if they could appear in the same movie. Let's try not to make it a part of the same movie. Abyss. Picturing the ocean. Yeah, that well, the abyss. I like that. Suffering dolphins. Definitely. Definitely. And she's Pol- got pollution. Save. Yes. They got those... You know, the plastic thing from your soda cans wrapped around their necks. Uh, sea turtles. The villain's name is Toxico. <laughs> he just looks like a trucker, with a, but his skin is yellow. 
a lesson is pollution is bad, humans are bad. So now we're getting into Saturday morning cartoon. We're not giving John Carpenter enough credit. I know. I know. Let's see if the song changes at all. Where does it go from here? Speed ahead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Same song? Yeah. I mean, our heroine has been spotted. And, like, I just picture her running away again. John Carpenter makes a lot of good chase music. He does. This can't be a fight scene. It's like, I don't want to do, I don't want to do another chase scene, though. We already did that. He does do a lot of driving songs, though. That is cool. I do believe we're seeing things from the villain's perspective right now. That is cool. Dumping his toxic waste <laughs> into the ocean. We gotta roll with Toxico, that's all we got. Song's almost over, I bet. He pulls, he pulls uh, our heroine's favorite dolphin out of the ocean. He starts laughing. What was that? He captured Flipper. <laughs> He's putting Flipper into this tank. There's a close-up shot of the dolphin. It's crying. Listen to that jam, though. Listen. This giant evil barge is sailing away now. Like Waterworld. Yeah. Oh. We're just writing war- Waterworld with John Carpenter music. <laughs> This one's not speaking to me as much as the other one. The villain is like holding the dolphin by the mouth and he's speaking to it. Tell me the location of the scrolls. Oh my god, it sounds like a uh, claw. Tell me the location <laughs> of the scrolls. <laughs> but the dolphin will not reveal anything. It's a dolphin, it actually can't talk. No. Toxico doesn't know what kind of movie he's in. He's a fucking idiot. Do you think Carpenter would ever make something like that? No, we've lost it, man. <laughs> he would not do something about pollution. Dude, we, we got a score. We got a low score on this one. I know. Bombed. You see what the next one is? Is the next one here? This is called Night. Okay? This one is... Uh, man. I think this might be like some sort of crazy sci-fi. We will not make this a woman, and she will not be running away. It's nighttime. Definitely nighttime. It's called night. This is some high-tech shit. Alright, I'm getting a vampire's vibe. I'm thinking some crazy sci-fi, some high-tech flying machine in the city. Okay. Somebody who's, like, stealthy. We can't have somebody running away, though. This is the rule. We've set the rule. Nobody's running away from anything. They're running away from the government. Oh, God damn it, Phil. All government right, so in lockdowns. Government <laughs> drone. Well, I like government drones after this person. Yeah, and it's a group of men, and they, they know their way around the city. They've done this before. They're a little bit more prepared. The stealthy people? The stealthy people are the good guys, and the okay. government drone is after them, and uh, they're not supposed to be out at this hour, but they know their way around the city. The drone's looking for them. Whoa. But they kind of know the ins and outs. They know if they stand right here, the drone can't see them. 
What if we end up finding out that some of the stealthy people are actually virtually controlled? I see. They're cyborgs. Are these cyborgs? Have they always been cyborgs? Or did they become cyborgs at one point? I think they became cyborgs. I see. And the government is uh, the government is just letting our main character, uh, we'll call him uh, Russ Kirtle. And he nice. is, yeah, yeah, came up with that. Russ Kirtle, they've been toying with him for a little while now. They've infiltrated him. Sons of bitches. They want to let him get away with a few things before they stop him. Yeah. They need to know where the rest of the rebels are. Yes. Yes. This is a future dystopian. The cities are bare. There's a moment where uh, one of the cyborg friends, that Russ Kirtle, he doesn't know that it's a cyborg. Mm-hmm. He uh, steps out in plain view of the drone and gets noticed. Russ Kirtle grabs him, pulls him aside. The drone's looking towards them. They're hiding behind a pillar. The drone flies in another direction. You see a look of concern in Russ Kirtle's eyes. They shouldn't have gotten through that. Right, 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 yes. He's not sure what's going on, but he's going to take the advantage for what it is. Back into the darkness. Is that person an infiltrator? We don't know what Russ Kirtle's thinking. He just knows something's not right. Seems like we're getting a little bit of a lighter tone here. Perhaps heading back to base? Yes. It's, uh, we can see we can see the sun is rising. Uh, so we're, we're done with the nighttime now. Women and children are coming out of the base. They have women and children. You know, they're of course. good guys. Oh, wait, no. They're back. Bad guys found the back. We just see a shot of uh, Russ Kirtle's friend, and there's a uh, tracking beacon attached yes. to him. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Maybe he's an android, and he's been compromised. Yes. Hate to see it happen. Russ Kirtle, you know, he's going back inside the base with his wife and kids, and, uh, you know, they're climbing down the ladder to the underground base. Russ Kirtle is looking off to the city. His work is not over. I think the base. That's it. That's it. Okay. I like that one. It's a cool one. No, it's all great music. I'm going to buy this or download it illegally when I uh, get back home. Whatever my mood says. I've paid for my music my whole life. Yeah. Um, But I'm an angry, angry unemployed man now, so I might start a... Makes sense. Legally downloading stuff. Sorry, I'm sorry. Now we we are we need a rule before the next one. Yeah, let's do it. You're gonna play whatever you're gonna play. All right, it's got to be present day, and we can't have people running running away from something, and it can't be the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay. It can't be running away. It can't be the beginning of the movie. So we got to establish where we're at in the movie, and they uh, can't be dystopian. Okay. We could go to the past, or we can go to a pretty re- relevant present. Okay. I have, and I see now, I wrote down a couple notes here for a few of the songs okay. ahead of time. This one, this may jumpstart us on an idea. I said, perhaps some sort of a time travel or time loop movie, which are some of my favorites. Okay. Anything that has a time loop where the main character or characters are confused, and they keep reliving the same moment or something, or this. I love those kind of movies. I can we find a way to take him into the past is going to be the goal. I know, like the sci-fi, the techno and everything, those beats, it just screams futuristic. So I don't think this one, if I remember correctly, has um, crazy stuff in it. I'm not sure. 
I don't know. Well, hit play. We got to work with it. Okay. So he's already explained the time machine. Frank Loddington. He's met a girl and told her that he's a time traveler. I love time travelers. He's taken her into the basement, and this time machine. This music would be perfect. Yeah, this music door. Perfect for seeing a time machine. It's a door, and they're floating through a void right now. She's a little bit nervous, but he doesn't seem to be so scared. No. Would you like to go, Lenora? That's what he says to his, this girl that he's met, Lenora. He's done this before. You know, he takes ladies time traveling. Whoa. She sees all of history just flying by here like, whoosh, there's a dinosaur. Whoosh, it's a knight in shining armor. Oh. But she sees one door that she especially wants to open. This is going to take her back to a childhood memory. That music was loud there. What were you saying? This door, if she should go through it, if she should choose to take the time vortex through here, this will take her to a childhood memory that uh, she struggled with. This is very, very much Carpenter right here. She's reaching toward that door. Frank puts his hand on his shoulder. Are you sure this is where you want to go? Because there's a little thing about going backwards in time. You're not the only one traveling. The Timeites. <laughs> Any door that you open, they will automatically be there looking to stop the time travelers. Are they like Cenobites? Yes. Bin <laughs> Binhead. And uh, we can see them. We can see them in the distance. They cannot attack until he has gone through the door. But they can. They will watch to see which door he goes through. Yeah, that's scary. He's pointing them out right now. They're kind of. They're kind of there in that waiting mode. You know, they look right. ready. They look ready. They're different colors. One of them's green. One of them's red. There's a big one in the back. He's blue. He's holding a club. He's definitely the scariest one of the bunch. But he's not the leader. Chatterbox. Yeah. And you know, our girl Lenora. She's starting to learn. This is uh. This is not quite what she signed up for. No, not at all. She really thought it was going to be like, look at a dinosaur, get back inside. And right. uh, this was Jesus' birth. And uh, there's the Roman Empire. And yeah. Like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Who she built, who built the something. pyramids? I want to find out. Yeah. It was the Timeites. Damn it. Yeah. Wait. So, whoa. Whoa. I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. There, there's another way of doing things she can view without interacting. Um, and the timeites can't get her that way, and she's just like a read-only document. Exactly. <laughs> and she's, you know, seeing she's five years old. She's with daddy. Daddy, daddy holds out his arms. He picks her up, gives her a hug. She's so happy to see daddy. Daddy just says, "I've got a surprise for you today." We cut to we cut to our our woman Lenora. She's shaking. She's crying. She knows what happens next. Daddy puts his girl in the car. Daddy gets in the car, they're driving. It's a very, very beautiful, beautiful scenery. You know, they're driving through just, you know, rural Kentucky. That's where they are. Lots of simple folk, you know, they all got dogs, farmers. People wave at the car as he's driving by, because Daddy's a well-known guy in the town. Everybody likes him. Dad's a good man. 
There's something in the road. You see it in the distance. Get to Lenora. She's shaking. She knows what happens next. She doesn't want to relive this moment. 20 seconds. She looks away. We're going to find out what it actually was later. Yeah, it was an android controlled by virtual reality. Yeah. I was going to say it's one of the time mites. <laughs> no, no, she looks away, and we're going to find out what that moment was later. It was too painful. And, uh, you know, after that, you know, Frankie takes her out and says, uh, you know, do you want to join me in this life? John, you're really good at this. You're very creative. Thank you. Thank you. I'm impressed. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun with this. This is great. It is fun. I love you know, like getting music in on the show. Let's see what we got here. I think this... This one, we have to be pretty creative to see what this would be. Gee, I wonder what this is supposed to be. So it's definitely not about a killer that wears a mask. We're not allowed to do that. Nobody can be chased. Nobody can be chased. Is there like a little kid's laugh? I hear a little... I thought it was a baby squealing or crying or something. Someone's scared. It's definitely not on a, on a holiday. So it's a man in a cabin in, uh, you know, the winter time, and uh, he's typing Morse code on a piano. Yes, that is indicative of the Morse code. There's like weird breathing in this. Yeah, well, he's, you know, the heating system is broken down. Weird mix. He's quite cold and he's breathing heavy. He's got the virus. Oh, no. Virus is called COVID 18. It's too soon. It's too soon, John. Okay. It's too the soon. The virus is called COVID-20, the sequel. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. It's not soon enough for that. Uh, <laughs> and... Wow. He's warning them, you know, the virus is coming to the United States. You see from behind him, something is approaching. It's COVID-19. As a person. As a person. <laughs> I thought I'd just throw that one in just for fun. Yeah. Just for, you know. <laughs> we could not recreate Halloween, though. That's cheating. <laughs> no, it didn't even come close. Got it. There's got to be some rules. This one, I kind of had the idea that it was kids versus an enemy. Let's work with that. call themselves the bug boys they're all nerds there's one girl is this it stop (laughs) (laughs) there's a clown no we can't do a clown oh i can't do a clown i want to rip off another movie they're definitely getting ready to fight the monster listen to this listen to that snare they're all sneaking out of their houses right now have to be. Have to be. Oh, by the way, this is called Angel's Asylum. One of them has been captured. Has to be. It's the girl. The girl's been captured. Has to be. Yes. This is the rule that I'm setting. In the, in the modern world, they'd say, no, one of the boys has to be captured and the girl has to save him. I'm saying, fuck you. The boys have to rescue the princess from the castle. That's what it's going to be. It's fine with me. Now, maybe... 
Asylum. Angel's Asylum. Angel's Asylum. Let's see what we got. Is she the angel? Yeah. And she's in the asylum. <laughs> and the time might happen. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> no, what's got her, man? had a virus it's, we've had post-apocalyptic we've had time yeah. travelers it's like she's in some sort of a castle of her own creation though mm-hmm. an angel's asylum the monster the villain is pl- the villain that has her is played by tim curry has to be 90s tim curry <laughs> i don't know if he ever did a john carpenter movie they'd be an interesting mix and match that'd be awesome just a shot of Tim Curry smiling evilly. Because he knows he's going to get away with this plan. Yeah, the thing Carpenter could do with Tim Curry. Wow. Just imagine that. Alright, so they're all on their bicycles. They've all officially met up in the road. Yeah, it's, yeah, Stranger Things-esque. Stranger Things is Carpenter-esque. Yeah. They've got like wiffle ball bats. They've got uh, golf balls and stuff. They've got like they the just slingshot. strapped together all. The, one of them's got a slingshot. Yeah, one of them's got a slingshot. One of them just has a straight up gun because his dad just leaves that lying around the house. Hell yeah, that's gonna come in handy. Ooh, okay, they've made it. Yeah, they've they're made it. They're, they're outside. They're entering to a different time period. Uh, it's it's time. Renaissance. It gives you. A sense of peace. It's not peaceful, trust me. Tim Curry is serenading the girl of the group that he's kidnapped. I guess he's a pedophile. And uh, he's serenading her. He's trying to to make her happy. He has to to marry her um, to... uh, I feel bad. I'm making Tim Curry into a pedophile, but all right. Um, He could play one pretty well, probably. So he's serenading her with this music because uh, she has to marry him before midnight uh, or his race goes extinct. Right. And there's conquistadors there. Okay. <laughs> Cortez is there, but it's not. It's not the uh, ancient figure Cortez. It's it's the congresswoman, mm-hmm. and uh, she's in on this. Has to be. This song really took a turn. It took a turn that I just was not ready for. No. But like once they get inside, you know, it is a, it is another time traveling thing. We can do time travel again. I can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I need more. Kids have to blend in. All of the village people scatter. Oh, is the song done? The song's done. The song's done. All right, so we, we got something. We're going to put these all together at the end to make uh, one giant awful movie. No sci-fi, no horror elements. What about like fantasy. <sighs> no, no. Oh, we got too magical. Too magical. Like we got, we got to challenge ourselves. All right, so it's a drama. It's a very, it's a very hard drama. Okay, I'm thinking of the Sylvester Stallone movie from the '80s. Very, very, very dry. Cop movie called Nighthawks. Okay. 
Sylvester Stallone and Billy D. Williams. No, no funny moments in this movie. It's extremely straight face. No sense of humor. You're set like a cop drama. It was a cop drama. It's so straight face. There's like a scene where Sylvester Stallone dresses up like a woman to uh, <laughs> stop a perp. Phil, it's played completely straight. Really? No. Wait, this is a real movie, or is this, this what a you're real making? movie? This oh. is a real movie. So I'm thinking in this vibe. All right, it's a drama. It's a cop movie. Yeah. It's nighttime. Because yeah. it's John Carpenter. It's nighttime. It's gotta be. Uh, I'm trying to break the John Carpenter mold. All right, so we got a cop movie. All right. There's a drug. There's a drug kingpin who really, really runs these streets. It's always got to be a thug in a Carpenter movie. Yeah, there's going to be a thug, but he's like a normal person. Oh yeah, he has an eye patch. That's a good touch. That would he would do that. just see like the moments of like all the people who are taking the drugs yeah this is kind of the moment where we see like what the people who take the drugs think life is like and they're you know snorting the cocaine and everything and it's all magical to them this is wonderful this is the right choice but you know it's fantasy you know we cut to a shot of our hero um, Sylvester Lestone and uh, he knows what the real deal is He's an android that's being controlled can't be virtually. Fucking android, no oh, goddamn can't. sci-fi. Can't go that way. This song really changed. Yeah, I'm hoping it it gets like hard and scary again. But yeah, not no, sure it will. Is, uh, we're we're kind of uh, like seeing them now. Like they're coming down from their highs, and they're all like miserable. They're they're ugly people now because they do awful. drugs. A lot of these songs have like parts like one two and three that are very different yeah. and i'm sure he did that on purpose he's a composer he knows you have to have different there was a visual for, in his yeah. head right right exactly i'm sure there were visuals when he was doing this it's like a like a victorian piece right there that's the end that was the end i pictured people in dresses and stuff that was hoffner dawn i don't know what that name means but Name would not inspire me for anything. All right, my idea for this is one man stands alone. One man stands alone. That's right. What are we going to work with here? This would have been the better one for the not sci-fi horror. <laughs> <laughs> We're allowed to do sci-fi and horror now. All right, so one man stands alone. Let's hear this. hero. The others have already failed. Totally. He wears glasses. He's small. This kind of reminds me of, like, They Live, actually. A little bit. About that, like, Roddy Piper. Yeah. It does remind me of They Live, though. <sighs> it's called Windy Death. But it Windy makes me Death. think of one man stood alone against the odds. That's the name of the villain. He is the wind. This villain is a woman. Okay, we're going to give him that. We're going to give him one. Hell yeah. This villain is a woman. She is the wind. That'd be a cool name, actually, for... uh yes. like Yeah, called Windy Death. I like that. Oh, it just got real dark. The Wind Gang. They see our hero. You like gangs. You put gangs in a lot of stuff. I know. I just like... I go with the cyber... <laughs> the android. It's virtually controlled. 
You go, gangs. I feel like they're ignoring our hero. They don't feel threatened by this puny little man. What if it was like a, like a video game movie? Okay. What video game is it based on? One where it's one man alone. G. I wonder if there are any single player games. Has to be side scroller. It's Metroid. This is uh, Metroid. That actually fits too well. Alright, so our heroine it's a woman. That's the unlikely aspect. You thought that Samus was a man. That's right. Yes. The helmet's come shocker. Off. The helmet's Absolute. come off. She's beautiful. Absolutely shocker. Uh, she pushes our nerdy man with glasses out of the way. She's a she's a strong female character. She doesn't need no man. It's not going to be about him anymore. He was just that thing that Hollywood does where they show you the man and you think it's about a man, but then a woman stands up. Right. But the evil villain Wendy is still a woman. Yes. It's woman versus woman. It's going to be a very low box office, but... You don't think people movie. will go for it? Woman versus woman? Listen Generally, it doesn't... No. Listen to this song, though, John. Okay. One woman stood up alone. She has an ultra-supportive black best friend. This movie was made in 2014. 20, 2015. Could it be on another planet, maybe? This is Venus. Fuck yeah. I love Venus. One of my favorite planets. It's cold. It's hot there. It's hot. Fuck. It's, it's the cold side. Uh, but, like, you can see <laughs> It's like 800 degrees on Venus. All right, it's hot. It's hot. <laughs> and it's very windy there, too, so the yeah. wind works well. Acid rain. Samus and uh, Windy are staring at each other. Do you like the planets, John? Yeah, you went really high pitched. I don't think you do. I just uh, no, like I, I was actually I was visiting my uncle the other day, and uh, he uh, showed me this app. Who basically? Am I preventing you from you sleeping? Turned, do you? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> you having I, such a great time on the I show? Have, no, I've had I've had such a weird sleeping pattern, dude. During the days of the coronavirus, like yeah. in the early days, like I went on the weirdest sleeping pattern. I eventually. There were days and days at a time where, like, I was waking, I was, like, going to bed at, like, 1 p.m. and waking up at 9 p.m. and, like, recording and editing all through the night till, like, 7 a.m. in the morning. And, like, eventually, like, I was waking up and going to bed at every other hour, just constantly pushing it back until I was in, like, a normal sleeping pattern again. It, like, like this whole thing threw me off so much. Wow, you're one of those people that, like, lost all, like, you were, like, in a void, like, tracking the time and everything. Yeah. Because I... you had nothing to do except for, like, some of your projects or something. I had the audiobook, which I, you know, didn't exactly know what I was doing at first. Uh, and I, I ended up redoing a lot of it. And, uh, which, by the way, is called Red Clay, Yellow Grass, a novel of the 1960s written by Richard Berger, read to you by me, John Noto, which uh, hopefully Phil will provide a link for that in the uh, description down below. Uh, if there is a description down below, I don't know what format this is going to be posted on, but, uh, no, that was, that was actually kind of like became the thing that I was doing. It was like just kind of all of my time and but like all your days melted into each other. Yes. April mm. and May melted together quite a bit. See, now I have to say that I did not experience it like that at all. No, because my job never stopped. 
So I still got up. I went to work. I did my job. I drove home. Maybe I went to the grocery store, wherever. Picked mm-hmm. something up. Liquor store, wherever you needed to go. Yeah. And I came home. My family had school from home. And my wife has worked from home five days a week. So she's always here. I see. She takes care of the kids, all that stuff. But I still do my daily routine. Now, my company hooked us up. They, uh, we had shortened hours for a while. They have cleaning crews. They still have cleaning crews now that come in between certain shifts you have to leave, and they clean machines and stuff, and they give us all our stuff to wipe down machines. Uh-huh. Um, I work in like a big uh, print shop. And they're really good about it, and it's nice. And we got we got like hazard pay for a few months, which was awesome. Yeah, um, they did end up taking that away though after like two three months. But they treated us very well, gave us free lunch, take the money back. Like no. they just stopped giving. They it just to stopped you. giving us yeah, the hazard yeah. pay. Um, we got free lunches and stuff. So I can't complain. My company is definitely uh, was very good to us. But like my, I try to explain this to people. My routine never stopped. And never changed in terms of me getting up and going to work. So all this is going on. I'm reading about it, you know, on my phone, watching yeah. on TV. I and I do one thing I do love that is a, a benefit of coronavirus. I never have to deal with traffic anymore. I can just drive to work and I don't get caught in a traffic jam. I've experienced very little traffic. Only like when going through New York on my way to New Hampshire. That's like the only traffic I've experienced. Did you go through Connecticut? Yes. Oh, you will always hit traffic in Connecticut. It's the worst. Really? Connecticut is awful. Actually, right after you come over, would you go to Tappan Zee Bridge? No? Yes. Yes. Did you? I, oh, I remember it's the Mario Cuomo now. Is that what it's called now? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's your first mistake. You go that way, you will always get stuck in traffic. Yeah. I, I gotta, you got to go it. through the state, not through uh, the GW. you got to avoid the GW. you just got to go the long way around. That's what I do. I go up through... Uh, through New York. What is that? Was it 87? I think it is. Might be 87 that goes up through New York. That's the way you got to go and then cut over. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you want to avoid Connecticut at all costs. I don't know why. For some reason, Connecticut has awful. I've been caught in the worst traffic jams in Connecticut. And I can't figure out why. Because other than Hartford, there ain't shit there in terms of like big towns. <laughs> but it is the road. Like, I don't know. I'm getting ex- I'm getting a little worked up about it, but Connecticut has bad roads. We got to go see my friend Chad and I. We got to go see Bill Burr on a farm. Oh, really? Stand up comedy. Yeah, on a farm. <laughs> yeah, that's how we could do it now. Right. I've I've seen uh, comedy friends that I know in South Jersey and stuff like that. They've been doing comedy in parks. Yep. Things like that where it can be outside. I I need to get in on that. That's how you got to do it. Like right now, I'm even a, in a play. Um, and it's a Zoom play. That's the only way to do it. I, I was hoping theater. So weird. Yeah, I know. It, it's weird. And at first I thought, like, okay, how are we going to do this? But she's creative. Like, she's going to control where each picture is. So if, like, your box on Zoom is below me, I can, like, look down and talk, like, down to you. And you can be looking up. And uh, you can kind of, like, get creative that way. We're going to share a prop. So if I need to hand you an item, you'll have the same prop. And, like, I can kind of hand it to oh, you. that's kind of cool. Screen. Yeah, we're doing all sorts of stuff like that. People have gotten creative with these kind of things. I think you have to because you know a lot of other choices, and I no one's really hoping, done this before. So I was hoping we'd be at the point where like we could just do uh, filmed theater, like at least get the actors in the room, maybe a couple people in the audience, and then just have cameras and uh, just broadcast that as the theater. And uh, I don't know. I guess the one like you have to do a specific type of very dry comedy. 
that kind of works for TV. So you just you kind of turn the theater into the sitcom hmm. without canned laughter. So <laughs> Can it's, you please have that? Uh, so that's basically like Louis C.K.'s TV show, Horace and Pete. That's Not what you end that. up with. Um, I, you had to buy all the episodes on his website. Oh, uh, what was it? Pete and Pete? Horace and Pete. Okay. <laughs> Salute your shorts, perhaps? Perhaps. It had uh, Steve Buscemi and Louis C.K. in it. Yeah. And Mayor Bill de Blasio shows up in an episode. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Oh, God. Hit him with a truck. Camp on Awana, we hold you in our hearts. It and makes me want to fart. Think about you, makes me want to fart. He was in Terminator 2. The little uh, redhead. Yeah. Yeah, Ginger Bobby Bull. Budnick. Yeah. Bobby Bobby Ginger Budnick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that high bitch boy. Yeah. You can't talk like this. That's my best impression. That's interesting how coronavirus changes so many daily activities and jobs and except my job's the same. But like even like the Zoom calls, like you're saying, doing, trying to turn that into some sort of a performance. I had never been on a Zoom call until this happened. Yeah. And, and I've been on quite a few with my family for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. And even uh, we're involved in our son's youth football program. And all of our meetings before this used to be at the local firehouse in person. And now they're all Zoom calls. Huh. And you know what? I actually like the Zoom calls better. So coronavirus hasn't been entirely terrible. There's been some good things that have come out of it. There are going to be some good things. Like, I hope the drive-in movie theater comes back, but I don't want the movie theater to go away. Right. That's sad. One of the biggest movie theaters around here is gone. <sighs> 24 movie theaters. You know how many shows I have gone at that theater to see? It's been around since I was like a teenager. The thing was built. I have gone I used to, to go to the hundreds. movies every week. Every week when I was growing up. They didn't even close it down temporary, John. They closed it down permanently. It's terrible. And I, I feel so bad to say this. It's like I thought Christopher Nolan will be the man that saves the movie theater with his new big movie, Tenet. Yeah. And I saw it I've in theaters. Say, yeah. It was pretty fucking lousy. It wasn't good. It was not good. It was the, it was the... Does it have time travel in it? Yes, it is. I will love yes, it. it does. Um, and it's not that great. It's not the movie we needed. It's apparently the movie we deserve. Um, it's like, shit, that movie is not going to drive people to theaters. Like, <clears throat> I don't care about the virus. I have to see this movie. Uh, it's like, uh, no, you can probably just stay home. It's not that great. Uh, it's visually very interesting. I'm sure it is. He's very good at that grandiose. I love the suits that all look. the men wear. Like everybody looks great in the movie. Um, <clears throat> but that does not make a great movie. That stuff only supports what could be great. And this right. is very confusing. I, I wonder Christopher Nolan movies. They're often about something other than what the movie was about. You know, like the dark Knight is a metaphor for the war in the middle East. Um, the it movie, is. Yeah. Well, that's news to me. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Joker. He's a, he's like, he represents terrorism. And how do you fight sure. these guys um, that just want to destroy? They just want to destroy. They want to see the world burn. Destroy. Yeah. Some men just want to see the world burn. That's, that's like one of the most and, famous lines. You know, like we're just creating a police state over in the Middle East. It's like, do you ever like stop all the bad guys or are you creating the bad guys? Um, you know, you either die the hero. Or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I mean, like what, what, what is that? What is America? Interesting thoughts presence over. There? I certainly never made that analogy, but I can see where you're going. Definitely. Yeah. There's another one with, uh, this one I read online. I thought it was brilliant, but, uh, 
the movie oh my god oh my god inner no in 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 inception inception thank you yeah and uh inception is about filmmaking and you have all these people you have leonardo dicaprio who looks a lot like christopher nolan in this movie he's the director you have Ellen Page, and he needs Ellen Page to bring his vision to life. She is the writer. Okay. And then you have Tom Hardy, this guy who can become other people. He is the actor. And then you have uh, the one guy who, you know, it's played by an actor that you don't remember, and he's the guy that never gets any credits. He's the special effects guy. And then you've got Joseph Gordon-Lovett, who's pulling a lot of strings. He's the producer. Yes. And then you got Ken Watanabe, that actor, and he's the guy that's really making all of this happen. They're using his money, but the truth is he doesn't know what he's doing in all this stuff, and he's really getting in the way, and he really shouldn't be along with them for the journey. He should give them the money and let them go do their thing. He yeah. shows up. Best- he immediately gets shot and he's like just slowing them down he's more of a problem than he is a help and he's the studio executive uh, and they represent all the different aspects of filmmaking did you read that somewhere or did you come I up with that theory that on your somewhere. own because that's pretty uh that's pretty interesting we think about it like oh that. yeah and somebody also said that uh interstellar this is another one i saw a video and like when i saw like this one moment i just said this connects that one is about the loss of film that's about the loss of the movie theater a lot of christopher nolan stuff it is a it's movies about filmmaking uh he's a filmmaker's filmmaker and there's that line where he's like i remember like I, people used to stare up at the sky and wonder and now they spend look at me they spend all of their time staring in the dirt and he's like talking about how like you know the smartphone destroyed the movie theater destroyed all the wonder and everything and you know, like when he finally like finds like gets into this black hole, it's like strips of film that he's existing inside of. And I can't explain this one as good as I can explain the other ones, but I do think it was about the loss of film and uh just delving into what isn't real. I saw that on a film projector in the beautiful Zigfield Theater in New York City. And it was, it just, the visual, it was probably the last time, like, the visuals of a movie just blew me away. I just loved what I was looking at. Um, It just looked so good. Uh, And it just, I I had a great time with that one. Do you like, you liked that movie? Yes. Okay. I thought it was all right. Um, Anything that's, like, space related, I'm going to be sold. And there's the whole time thing going on there, too. Like, I'm I'm in on that stuff. And I liked it. I, by no means am I saying it, it was a bad movie. Our good friend Derek Batacek, got to bring him up, despises Interstellar. I bet he does. He despises it. If you asked him what was worse, Interstellar or Avatar, what would he say? I think he would probably go Avatar. Yeah. I think he'd probably go Avatar. I think that's still the big kahuna, but he had serious problems. Maybe I should text him and see what he say, just for fun while we're Yeah, just tell him you're with me. Yeah. And uh, tell him I said hi, go fuck yourself. And uh, let's see, let's see. Derek's reaction. I sent him a text. Said, "Hey, I'm with John Noto. Which movie do you dislike more, Interstellar or Avatar?" Great question for him. <laughs> he always sends me such random stuff, so he'll probably appreciate that question, and he'll get angry, which is good too. So, John Carpenter's last movie, by the way, was in 2010, and it was called The Ward, and uh, apparently it wasn't received so well. It doesn't seem to be the most memorable thing. Before that. But that always happens with him. He did Ghosts of Mars in 2001, Vampires in 1998, 
and then escaped from L.A. in 1996, and we're kind of like getting back to where he has regular movies at that point. Like this one? I'm gonna, with this one, I'm gonna put it in one of his movies, because I got the list pulled up. This one doesn't seem so scary. You know what's kind of funny? It ha- This has a music video, and what is it? Tron? It's a girl running. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, like a sci-fi girl running. I think John Carpenter did do a comedy. He did a movie with Chevy Chase and Daryl Hannah, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I never saw that one. No, I don't even know what that is. So it's a girl running. I really, I really like this one. I love the name Utopian Facade. Oh, that's fucking awesome! Oh my god, I think this has a cyborg in it. Their music video. Uh, why did we even write anything? <laughs> He's already made it. Oh, and it's got gang members. No way. I'm not fucking around. Show it to me. Oh my god, this is the first thing that we wrote. Yeah, they were hunting her in the woods. They just showed him. They got like. I imagine a city. Oh my god, you've got to be kidding me. They got oh, red zombies. eyes. They're zombies. That's not a zombie. Yes, they are. Zombies in this music video. So for those uh, listening at home, can we say like what video they need to uh, watch to accompany this? No, he's got a mask on. Oh, she's fighting. Hiya, hiya. Um, it's called Utopian Facade. Utopian Facade is the music video we're watching right now, and she's doing a pretty good job. She's quite calm. She's she, yeah, well, she's a cyborg. Look at her eyes. That ain't normal. No, this is in context. She's got a great face for close-ups. Now it's a tunnel. Jesus Christ, this is the first thing that we wrote together. It is. We wrote together. She's in a car now. Now it's kind of weird. It's a nice uh, transition from... Oh, dozens of her. Dude! Android. Looks like she's an android. Better than I thought. They're zombies, man. I can't believe it. They got red eyes. Yeah, what the hell do they want to eat her for? She's a fucking cyborg. She's got, like... I don't know what that thing is. It's a bright-ass light. She could be signaling someone, or it could be a deterrent it's, to them. Did he direct this... They're running away. Did he direct this music video? I don't know. Because this looks like a great movie. You're showing this to me, so you... you I don't know the more information you do. I have seen it. All right, now it's like, this, is this another cyborg man? Oh. It's a handoff. They're handing something off. It's like this a, is the man that was watching the woman running. Yes. <laughs> that we wrote earlier. Oh, it's John Carpenter. Oh. Doing Jeez. virtual reality. Yeah. Okay, Holy so this shit, is, this it all is, came full circle. Yeah, this was uh, John Carpenter's uh, porno fantasy that uh, <laughs> he streams into a... Uh, that was good stuff. Oh, okay, we have a reply from Derek. 
And the answer is... Dislike isn't the word. Oh, boy. I hate those movies and Avatar. Avatar. Avatar is the one he he hates the most. (laughs) Yep. We do know him, don't we? Wow. And you know what? Um, I like both those movies. I'm going to say it right now. I know Avatar is just like... Why are they making like like? Why are they making four? He's making four sequels to it right now. Is he out of his mind? No, it's like it was the most successful movie of all time. Held that title for about ten years, but that was a fluke. Nobody wants to see what happens next. I don't really know if there's a huge Avatar market. It's not like like a Star Wars thing where there's this huge cult following or something. Uh, I don't think anybody cares about it. It was just he he. The ticket prices were higher because of the 3D thing. Everybody wanted to see sure, this new sure. technology. Yeah. We, he gave me the impression that I would be able to touch what was happening. That's what he put in my head, that it was going to be out of this world. And like in the beginning, I saw some bubbles floating in front of me, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. At another point in time, like specs. the guy turns around, and I really felt like the gun came out of the screen. And other than that, <clears throat> it was all meaningless. I fucking hated 3D. And I was well, so 3D angry. always disappoints. I, I hated it, actually. <clears throat> I enjoyed it at, like, the Universal Studios and stuff like that, when they would have that one specialty movie that was in 3D, You Wore the Glasses. That stuff tended to come out pretty well. Um, but, like, in the regular movie theater, they never really got it right. just gave me a headache to wear that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just felt like, just show me a regular movie. It was like this thing in the early 2000s, like, just 20... 2009 to 2015 and nobody even noticed when it went away they just stopped having a 3d option yeah and nobody noticed (laughs) 3d is one of those gimmicks with movies that comes and goes though it's in a cycle it'll be back again trust me mark my words mark my words it will be back because they try it and it never works out as amazing as people think it will it like you said you were clearly disappointed but give it I don't know how long it'll be. Something will be back in 3D. It'll be all the rage. Everybody will want to be back in 3D when I guess when movie theaters are back, whenever that happens. But it's in a cycle. You can watch it because it started in like the 80s or something, and it's gone through like each decade. Oh, it was around in the 50s and stuff. They had 3D in the 50s. Oh yeah, they had it. I thought everything um, was black and white back then. That's yeah, what, that's what my, kid, they had, they that's what my had kids some, say. They had some 3D stuff back in the 50s and 60s, um, and there were some color movies back then. Um, Color was around. Well, color was really, really around in the 60s. Um, color was rare in the 50s. I should say there was the 60s. There was some 3D stuff. I can't name any off the top of my head, but there were, there were a couple of 3D movies. Hmm. I think there was one with Vincent Price in it, uh, but it was very much a gimmick. Came back in the 80s and uh, made a return for like the 2010s. But I, I just think that's crazy that like all these theaters updated this technology. It was an option that you would click on Fandango, and I would hope to God, can we please just get the one that's in IMAX but not 3D, please? <laughs> uh, and sometimes they'd be sold out, so you'd get stuck with the shitty-ass 3D theater, getting a fucking headache. And when did it just disappear? It just disappeared, and nobody talked all about it. All the movies disappeared. disappeared. <laughs> well, yeah, there's that, too. I'm oh. telling you, once a decade... 3D movies make a big run. Once, please, once every other decade, please let us have the 20s. If there's one thing we can get out of this decade that's starting <laughs> off so much on the wrong foot, um, although it is that we needed this to happen in some ways, but starting off so much on the wrong foot, please don't give us 3D this decade. Please. 
please. <clears throat> 2020s, be free of 3D movies, for God's sakes. And then we got 3D printers, and that just came out of nowhere. I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense to me. 2016, it's sad news for those who are 3D fans, but it's time to face facts. No 3D TVs are being made. In fact, most manufacturers stopped making them in 2016. Interesting. I, you know, it's, oh, wow. I bought a TV. My TV that's upstairs now, I think I got in 2012, 2011, 2012. It's a, it's a plasma TV. You don't really see the plasmas anymore. But I really like my TV. Well, it's, it's a really LED, good. It's LED and LCD and right. OLED and all that stuff. All that was coming out was the big deal. And I still chose to go with plasma because it's the really deep, rich blacks. Uh-huh. So like if you watch at nighttime, my plasma TV is fantastic. I'm not saying the new ones aren't. I'm sure they're better. But my TV still looks fantastic for what it is. Um, and it was marketed as a 3D TV and it came with the glasses and everything and I can honestly tell you I've never watched a fucking thing in 3D <laughs> the entire time I had it didn't I if we ever do a, another movie a thon and we find a movie that came out in 3D on Blu-ray let's let's give it a shot just to see how shitty it is and then switch back to the 2D option <laughs> <laughs> All right we've been recording for a while but there is one last topic that we need to get to Okay last time you were here on the show we were funny enough we were talking a little bit about technology Okay and we were discussing that little device there on the table there, your phone. Uh-huh. And I believe you were doing a test. And it's been a while since you've been on the show. Yeah. So this might, this was probably sometime around uh, November 2018. It's a while ago. It was, yeah. yeah. Damn, I can't believe and, it. And uh, yeah, probably around my birthday back then. I would have been just turning 31. And Happy birthday, belated. Thank you very much. I'm 33 now, everybody. I'm freaking old. Happy birthday now. Yeah, I know. And Happy birthday next year. Fuck you. And so I, I, my phone was crapping out on me. And I noticed, like, I would spend, like, I would get a really high-end phone. Yeah, at the time, you know, the Droid Turbo 2 or the Droid Turbo Max or something. Like, I would get the best Android phone that competes with the iPhone. That's just what I always ended up getting. Uh, I've never done, I've never done the iPhone. And I would notice I spent all this money on it. I have all these great features, and then within two years, it would just be borderline unusable. Right, right. I didn't know what's going on. It's like, okay, so the battery, they advertised it as 50 hours when it came out, and now it's like it doesn't even last two hours before I have to get to a fucking charger. It's been two years. It's like, I will not spend $800 on a device that's practically useless every two years, and part of it's the way that it's designed. Um... It's like not. It's like designed to be powerful. It's not designed to last within its power. The other part of that is the software updates that they give it. They give it software that's probably a bit too powerful for right. the hardware. Sure, sure. So this time around, I went in and I said, "Give me the crappiest phone on the market." <laughs> that's what I said to them, and they're just like, "Uh," and I'm like, "Whatever." So here's the deal. I probably thought you were a joke. You're like, who is this guy? And they, they weren't going to make much money off of me. They knew that from the start. And when I went to like an unlicensed Verizon store, like they were much friendlier. But the licensed ones, like, man, they just they, they couldn't like do what I said. I'd be like, OK, I'm also like really concerned about all this new technology, this face tracking and everything. I know it's bad enough as it is with the GPS and all that and the camera and everything. No thumbprint technology. Mm-hmm. No face record no no face scanning technology do not show me a phone that has those features they show me a phone that like, well it has the feature but you don't have to use it no don't show me a phone 
that has the feature. I want to not have it. Okay. And that after that, like when I made it clear, they just said, okay, so that's like three phones. Mm-hmm. And it's two really low-end Samsung Galaxy phones. And it was like a Samsung J3V was ultimately the crappiest phone on the market. I am holding it in my hand right now. Oh. Um, for the that. sake of uh, Phil, I am uh, the Samsung J3V. I'm taking it out of its case. It just has a very cheap feel to it. In fact, it only has one speaker. <laughs> and it's a speaker like where if like you cover it up, the whole phone starts vibrating from the inside. Um, Phil, why don't you just give that a little hold? There's a crack in there. That is the liquid uh, glass that's put on the front. The screen itself is not cracked. I just have to replace the Oh, it's like a screen protector. Yeah, it's a screen protector yeah. that's damaged. And uh, you can just see it is... Uh, ve- Phil, does that feel expensive or cheap? Um... Pick up your I, I, phone for comparison. Well, my phone's old too. My yeah, but yours very, was probably top of the line when it came out. When it when it came out, it was like yeah. four plus years ago. It's a piece of junk now. How long does the battery last? I put in a new battery. You put in a new battery. See, I even I tried bought the that. battery online and put in I a new one. I bought a battery and it didn't do anything for my droid. Oh, no, it was huge. One. Huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah, but even right. now, this new battery, I've had it for over a year. I'm starting to notice it's going down considerably. Yeah. But that's okay. It did help me out. Do you think um, you'd ever be able to go a day without charging it? No. I I could actually be pretty good not charging this phone. Um, I would have to not use it very much. And I would get I would get like a full two days out of the battery with all of my usage. Like, you know, occasionally YouTube video, texting and everything. I'd use an app to check in all of my guests. All that stuff. And now, like, I. by the way, I never updated it once. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'd like to show Phil, like, no, no, because actually on the home screen, like, when I turn it on, it's always said system update ready to install. Yeah, ignore that bitch. I have never, ever clicked the system update. It and still says it. It's also crazy. They tell me I only have 10 opportunities to avoid the system update before they force it upon me. But then I noticed, okay, if I'm in the system, if I click on it. So this is what comes up, mm. and I can't do anything else. I can click install later or install now. And if I click install later, I only have like five chances left to do that. But what I found is if I just pull down this top-down menu and then I click on notification settings, boom, I just bypass the whole thing, and I don't have to do it. That's and awesome. And I've done that for two years. Every now and then it flashes up on my screen. Yes. You have to update now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, and I just walk right around it. Never updated the thing. That's tricky. That's good. Um, my w- banking app works just fine. Instagram, I have to use the web page instead of the app. Uh, the app, like, I can't really upload stuff it's not anymore. supported anymore. Yeah. The yeah. Instagram is just, like, but I can still send messages. I just can't send pictures. I can't upload pictures. I have to, like, go on the computer to do it. But it kind of makes me use social media less, and I'm happy about that. That's true. Uh, my email works just fine. Uh, the NJ Transit ticket app, uh... That has a lot of difficulty, and I don't know if that's the app or the phone or what, um, but then again, I just reminded me, like, okay, buy tickets, have them in your pocket, and I stopped using the app. Uh, so I let it I let it change the way I do things, and I'm really happy about that because I have a really nice iPad. I have a nice laptop. I have a really nice computer that I mm-hmm. built. I don't think, like with all this other stuff, I don't think I need an $800 phone. I would buy... And I also have a DSLR. I have my own camera. I would buy a really nice phone, like the current iPhone. I would buy that if, one, if I had, like, a much better guarantee that I could disable all this privacy, anti-privacy bullshit. If I 
And then also, if like I knew, like, hey, you spent $1,000 on this phone, this thing is going to be functional eight years from now. Yeah, I don't know about eight. I Well, that no, it could be if they designed it better. Yeah. Oh, no, for sure. I mean, this computer that we're recording on right now is an Apple, and this thing is from 2010, 2011, I got it. Yeah. And I had a couple, I'm not sure we won't get into it, but I had some troubleshooting issues before we got started here today with my browser, Safari stopped working and stuff like that. But this computer still runs great, and it was running the internet great up until I had this issue today, so I have to kind of figure that one out. But it's running an old operating system. It still kicks ass. It's still great. It's still really it does great. That's the job. You're you're doing you're doing what you want to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have an iPhone 6s, uh-huh. which they don't. Even, I think the lowest they even sell now is a seven. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're ready to get rid of the seven too and move it just to the eight. Yeah. So I've fallen way behind. This phone's at least four years old. Has no memory. Only a sixteen gig, which uh-huh. is like nothing. I don't know what's that one. Probably something similar, but it yeah. can take an SD card. Okay. But a lot of the apps, they won't let you put them on the SD card. Yeah, my apps, I will turn them on and they crash. Uh-huh. What I have to do a lot is turn my phone off and then turn it back on. Yeah. That's how I get emails. My emails stop coming through. I'd rather keep this shitty phone and like buy a new mirrorless camera or like a new a new like a drive a it, new for my computer. Like I don't want to buy a new phone. See, I'm I'm was looking for hopefully to try to find some like good like, you got, Black Friday deals or something. My phone is falling apart. You made it four years though. Yeah. Longer. Five. You made it five years. That's not bad given today's technology. I think I think everything that comes out should work as well as a, a Game Boy does, which by the way, those things from nineteen eighty nine, you still plug batteries in them, they still fucking work. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I think technology should be made that way. Right. And well here's the thing. I want it to be. I, I know. My, I what I have on here still works good. The apps that I have, most I don't have enough room for very many apps, so I just keep the ones that I really like. And they work fine for the most part if they're not crashing. Yeah. And I have everything I want. I don't really need to upgrade. Like, I don't need all the newest features. It still does what I need it to do. I can go on the internet. I can check my mail when I restart. Mm-hmm. I got my Weather Channel app. See what the weather is, my fancy football, you know, whatever, some news, some banking information. Yeah. I need those. Yeah, I don't... I if don't, those go, I'm I'm in trouble. You couldn't do banking. Yeah, I get you. No, I could still go on the computer, but that's yeah. not convenient, generally speaking. Gotcha. With me, it's like, so long as this battery's still functioning, like, if the battery isn't, like, causing trouble for me, like, I can, like, get out, do stuff, and, like, it'll be good by the time I get home, as long as that's working... I I don't want to upgrade. I don't want to upgrade for as long as possible. Like, and like even like this year, like last year, everybody loved the iPhone 11. Now the new iPhone 12. Apparently, it's not so great. And uh, it's like, all right, maybe I'll maybe I'll get the 13 or maybe I'll get the 16. And I'll be fine. I see it. You just showed me the screen. I, There's that damn thing. Upgrade again. Yeah. And here here's the other. Here's the crazy thing. And maybe like right before I change it, maybe I'll upgrade it at the last moment and like watch the battery life just like go down to like 10 seconds. Yeah. When my, when I, uh, on Friday the 13th, November 13th, my birthday, I was filming a commercial and I went out for drinks after filming the commercial. That's when I got the phone call from a college professor well, he sent me a text message saying, can I call you? It's important. I just said, hey, I'm, it's actually my birthday. I'm out with a friend right now. I've only got 2% on my phone. And he told me, like, uh, actually, this is this is about Dan. You know, this is important. So I had 2%. I took his phone call. He told me what was going on. He told me there was a Zoom meeting 
for everyone who wanted to pay respects to him. And I was like, it's not going to work. I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to try it. Got onto the Zoom meeting. Stay, you know, said what I had to say, paid some tribute to him, and then listened to the rest of the Zoom meeting. All on 2% battery, never leaving 2%. Yeah. I made a phone call and then transmitted and listened to a Zoom meeting. It's a lot of video stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. And stayed on 2%. That's like Passover. Yeah, batteries are really no, weird. I'm sorry, that's like Hanukkah. When, the, <laughs> when they never, or they had one day's worth of oil, but it lasted seven <laughs> days. Not Passover. Whoopsie-daisy. That's okay. No, batteries are really weird like that sometimes. You ever had yours go from like 40% or 30% down to like 10% out of nowhere? Yes. And I think like what that is, is like when what the, like the actual batteries, there's the actual charge of the battery. And then there's what the digital reader in the phone thinks it's supposed to be at right now. Like sometimes it's possible for you to not plug in the USB charger all the way so well or the firewall whatever you have you don't plug it in all the way and the phone the battery is not getting charged but the phone thinks it's getting charged so it's raising that number while the battery is not getting charged so it's like a misconnect like a misconnection yeah like uh like if you were in your car and it's telling you that you got a full tank of gas but you know there's no way you have a full tank of gas exactly like imagine imagine if the the gas kept on running and you kept running out of gas but the counter um like was broken. Yeah. And it just stayed at that high number. Right. Yeah. Like that. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because uh there are a lot of things on here that I I I don't need all this crazy space and all, like our son has like 12 trillion apps on his phone. Hmm. I don't nearly need any of those. I got like maybe like a dozen that I really use. Yeah. And I really don't need anything outside of them. And I'm not curious to find anything outside of them. But I am noticing now that I'm hitting that like five year mark or so things. It's definitely not working as well. I do have one other interesting story before we go. My wife had an iPhone seven and she did one of the. So I don't do the software upgrades anymore either. I've stopped. Yeah. And and I would usually let it skip over like two or three before I would do them uh-huh. just to try and space it out because I have no room on my phone anyway. It takes mm-hmm. up most of my room, these yeah. new upgrades. Her iPhone 7, she did it, wiped out everything on her phone. It factory reset her phone, the update. She lost like 2,000 something or 3,000 something pictures. Um, and it also... This is what's insane. Everyone goes, oh, well, don't you have it backed up on the iCloud or whatever? She had some of it backed up on the iCloud, not all 3,000 pictures. It also wiped out her iCloud. Dude, there was nothing. It, like, basically, if it had said what it really meant, like, they live, you looked at it and it says, install new update. Really, what it said was, erase your account. Like, erase your phone is really what it did. Wow. Isn't that nuts? She was like shocked. She was like crying like over it. And I was mad because we had like two years of our daughter's like like little kid pictures like we'll never have again. We have some of them backed up. Some of them would be on Facebook, things like that that we were able to get. But a, a, lo- a lot of videos and stuff of her talking and messing up words, which are like hilarious videos, just magically gone. That's bullshit. Yeah. And they won't even let you have an SD memory card to transfer that stuff over. Yeah. And we went to the store and she told them the story and everything. And like Apple was like, oh, we can get like Apple, those uh, genius stores or whatever. Yeah. They were like, yeah, we could get you in like two weeks from now to check it out. But her phone like did. Oh, and it, it did not work on cellular anymore. 
it erased cellular service, even though we pay for cellular service. So the only thing she could use it on was on Wi-Fi. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I don't I don't trust these companies. We've given them too much power. The cell phone service was gone. That's what a cell phone is. Yeah. The most basic part of your cell phone does not operate anymore. And they were like, wow, this is crazy. Sometimes these updates do this, blah, blah, blah. So long story short, we basically ended up having to get her a phone. I can't have my wife not have a phone, have like no access to her, you know, unless she's in the house. So... Yeah, we end up having to get a, she got an iPhone 11 Pro, and she loves it. It costs a trillion billion dollars per month to have. I was not happy about that, but she's happy. So I'm trying to suffer with this thing as long as I possibly can until either it no longer works or I see a deal that's, like, too good to be true. Sometimes they have those, like, $5 a month deals or something like that for, like, a decent phone. I'm holding out for one of those. When I went to an unlicensed Verizon store, the people that I interacted with were, like, very human. All the other instances, like, I absolutely dread the experience of, like, going to buy a new phone. I I, I actually I can't stand the salesmen that I interact with. Um, I can't stand their behavior and everything. Like, I don't... I don't Man, oh man, I... They're, it's like buying a car these days. They're like car salesmen. I, I, don't, I don't have too much car salesman experience. I, I, I just, I, I've bought my cars used. Yeah. Like, I haven't, I haven't, no, I've never really dealt with a car salesman in my life. Oh, well, it's similar. Yeah, no, it probably is. I don't have that experience, but, like, man, oh man, I, I just, I love putting off buying a new phone. Like, any reason. Like, I will jimmy-rig this thing together. I will hold this phone together with duct tape. I don't give a fuck about the status symbol. I don't give a fuck, like, when I'm hanging out with friends. It's like, can we use your phone to take the picture, and then can you send it to me? Because I don't think I have a very good camera. Yeah, like, mine has no, no motion uh, detector. No, it, like, it can't, like, it can't stay sable. When you push the button to take a picture... The phone shakes yeah. and the cameras bl- and the photos blurry. That's just all there is to it. <laughs> all right. So that was how long then? That was how long have you had this? We're at two years now. Two years. We're two years with this phone. Oh, I'm crushing you with five on this. Guy. I know. Damn. I know. I gotta. I gotta beat your record. But this thing's this. I less than six months. I can't handle it. I can't. It, I can't even get my emails anymore. I have to turn it on and turn it back off. It's getting a little crazy for me. Yeah, I get you. It's getting get a little you. crazy. I, I get a lot of emails. I'm. I'm pretty important. Pretty important guy. A lot of emails about the podcast, you know? I know. <laughs> that, that's a lie. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about? Hopefully that phone. We'll see how long it's holding up next time. I hope it's not two years. I'd like to see you again before that. I would like to see you again before God's that. Sakes. I'd like to see you. I'd like to see you like sometime early 2021. I'd like to come on the show more often and uh, I'm down. Yeah, just hang out more often. Yeah. If I ever, if I ever go through this process, I'm thinking about... Uh, and, you know, it's, it's hard because I don't have any money anymore. But, like, once I get, like, a steady income coming in, I really wanted to do this uh, allergen therapy where you take some drops and uh, you can get rid of, you can, like, cure what you're allergic to. Um, and I don't I don't remember the term for it, but I found a place in New York that does it. And I think, like, you know, once I've been taking these drops to become no longer allergic to cats anymore, yeah, I would like to step into the lion's den. I would like to play with Kaiki. 
And <laughs> my cat. Well, no, because like some cats, like I don't really react to so much. But Kaiki, you know, I definitely do. You had to cancel a whole fucking episode of Breaking Bad a check because of how I reacted to that cat once. That's a lost episode, by the way, everybody. Wow. That was around the time the, the first new Star Wars movie was coming out. I remember that. That's a lost episode of Breaking Bad a check. And uh, maybe it will be released altogether when every episode of Breaking Bad a check is released. Um on uh blu-ray <laughs> the lost episode i don't even know if i that's you know um kaiki is a she's our cat it's not a racist term but like kaiki is means child in hawaiian and wonderful in japanese that's why i named her that but she is a extremely hairy dandruffy cat Mm-hmm. Like real bad. Like I've had attacks from her, and I'm not allergic to cats. Yeah. I he's in the the studio podcast room here. You'll notice over there my editing computer. Uh-huh. Do you notice anything wrong with that desk setup? Well, there's no chair. There's no chair. Do you know why there's no chair? Did the cat destroy it with the claws? Not the claws. Her freaking hair. Really? It's coating it like a mat. To the point that I don't even use it anymore. I rolled it out into wow. the other room so you didn't have an attack. Wow. I don't even use it. I just push it over on this side of the room and she lays in it. She loves laying it. It's comfortable. It's, you know, it's fabric or whatever. I have abandoned that chair a long time ago. I just used one of these wooden chairs from the... Got these sturdy wooden chairs here for the, the podcast. I'll just pull one of those over and use that. I've been meaning to get a new chair. One that's not comfortable so she doesn't sit on it. I've cleaned it. I vacuumed it. It take it's insane how much hair comes off this thing. Jeez, and uh, maybe yeah. we weren't supposed to domesticate them. She did it again. Oh god, yeah. So what's, she's bad. What's, what's Kaiki's voice? How does she sound again? I'm gonna wiggle. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. she's wiggling. I don't yeah. know. Oh no, that's exactly what you would say. Like I know, I remember that voice. <laughs> yeah, and this is this is the kind of stuff that men who live by themselves alone in a place. I may have uh, had a few beers that day. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. That was that was every day. No, but you've got you've got a beautiful, wonderful family right now. You got those plans you, to get to Vermont and uh if you you know, if Phil if Phil got out of that situation, I can get out of it too. Damn right. <laughs> Get out of that lonely apartment. That COVID no, apartment. Seriously, I know I know it's such a ter- it's such a pathetic thing to even talk about this, but like holy shit, like this lockdown made me face my mortality. Like Christ. Is there anything you want to uh, plug? Yes, yeah, so everybody, uh if you're looking to see what I'm up to next, uh I don't know when some of these commercials are going to air, uh, but if you follow me on Instagram, instagram.com slash John J. Noto, I will certainly post about anything that comes out when it comes out. I don't post that often, so I won't be a person who annoys your feed. I do not do politics on Instagram, so it will be nothing but good, good fun. I do have an audiobook out right now, Red Clay, Yellow Grass, a novel of the 1960s, written by Richard Berger, read to you by me, John Noto. You can get that wherever audiobooks are sold. You can even get it in your local library but you can get it on itunes amazon audible you can get it on google play 
anywhere that audiobooks are sold. I do have another audiobook coming out not too long from now, Along the Watchtower by David Litwack, once again read to you by me. These are very, very patriotic audiobooks. The first one takes place in the 1960s. A young, uh, we'll call him a conservative, on a college campus Surrounded by left-wing people who just aren't fitting in with the way that he sees the world, he chooses to enlist in Vietnam because he wants to give back in a way. And this is his story, not just when he's in Vietnam, but also what he takes back with him. And along the Watchtower, this is a modern-day story. This is about a soldier in Iraq who... Basically, he's he gets injured quite badly. He's brought back to the U.S., and he's recovering in physical therapy from his wounds. But every other chapter, he enters this dreamlike world, the world of Warcraft. And yes, it's actually the world of Warcraft Whoa. that he enters every other chapter in this dream world. Some characters carry over from the real world to the dream world. Some are exclusive to each world, but you got to listen to the book to find out. You can buy the book. That's certainly fine, but I don't make any money unless you get the audiobook. That's Along the Watchtower by David Litwack, read to you by John Noto, coming soon. And if you want to listen to something right now, we've got Red Clay, Yellow Grass, a novel of the 1960s. Audiobook is available wherever audiobooks are sold. I have Xmas by the Pond, the short film coming out this February, and... Stick around. We got some commercials coming out. Can't give you release dates on those. And uh, follow me, youtube.com slash John Noto. I'll have some fun stuff coming your way pretty soon. I love the way you talk. You can tell that you do this for a living. Thank you. You can tell the way you were. You just went into a mode. It was like John almost like disappeared and he was just like working in front of me. Like He was back in his studio just working. Some people would call that bad acting. What? Some people would call that bad acting going into a mode. I mean, it's it's advertising, you know. It's, I didn't uh, mean to offend you. I thought you it was did good. offend me. You did offend me. You did offend me. We'll get you out of my house. You offended me. Oh, I, I was going to get out of here. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a, it's a, no. It's it's advertising. It's speaking clearly and everything. But exactly. Yeah. No, that's a talent. It's the dude. commercial acting. That's a talent. It's the commercial acting. But the commercial acting is not the film acting. I do a Minnesota accent in Xmas by the Pond, yeah. so I will sound different uh, in that movie. Now, I did notice that you said people can follow you on Instagram. Keep in mind, people, that it may be a little while before he gets back to you because he's got to get on that computer because Instagram's not working so well on his phone. I can I can actually <laughs> use the... We- no, I can use the website, Instagram.com, and oh, it works yes. just fine. If I use the app, which I got rid of, saved a lot of space. I bet it uh, did. Um, yeah. So, uh, no. You'll, you'll, you'll hear from me when you want to hear from me. I, don't, I am not a regular updater. If I give one or two posts a month... Um, that's a that's a good month from me. Yeah, I you will not you will not see me on your page every day. Every time you see me, it'll be a special treat. Nice, good. I hate the people that do it like four hundred times a day. Yeah, and uh, I also do discount wedding photography right now. If you're interested, there you go. I, there's a person on our my wife and I are feed a, a mutual friend. I won't say their name. They probably posted uh, thirty different posts of them from Thanksgiving, all individually on Instagram. Pictures, yeah, yeah, it was like collage pictures, too, of them with different family members, with different dishes. That's of, not what Instagram is for. Different dishes That's of food. Facebook stuff. Yeah, yeah, why are we posting so many 
selfies with food Stop yeah it. and it's like are they is it like well taken photos of just, very no, well prepared food it's selfies with the food with, with my green oh beans my god what a bunch of assholes now here's me with my nephew or my uncle now here's me with the turkey um yeah it was we were like dude this is why so some I mean, we could get into a whole new debate here about social media, but this, we're like, this is why social Anti-social media is bad. Media. This person has a, a social media addiction. Like, it's guys, bad. You will never be that person. I was saying that person posts way too much. You will never be that person. Uh, guys, delete your fucking Facebook. It didn't do anything for society. Everything is worse off because of it. Delete your Twitter, unless if you're like a politician, because that's all that it is right now, and you will not change the world on Twitter. It's not going to happen. No, I agree with and, that. And uh, you, uh, you can keep your Instagram. Just keep your Instagram and don't do too much with it, and then you're good to go. That's actually the one uh, I like the least. Really? It is. It's the one that bothers me the least, because I don't see any politics on it, and uh, it's directed to the point. Here's the picture. Here's the picture. That's what happened. Yeah, I get tired of seeing the pictures all the time. Really? You want to read some stuff? That's just me. I like to read. Yeah. If you Uh, go on Twitter, though, it's just people fighting. You're right. Yeah. No, Twitter Twitter is the the five minutes hate from 1984. It's It's terrible. It's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible thing. I tried it for the first time during lockdown. Did you? And all, all I did was call Cuomo a murderer for six months. <laughs> so I need to get off of it. <laughs> Twitter can uh, it, it's it's a place of hatred. That's for sure. It's yeah. a lot a lot of fighting going on there. But I think we go down a rabbit hole talking about social media. That could be a whole another show. That could be a whole, that could be a show in itself, like a new podcast. Well, we can talk about that when I come back in February to promote Xmas by the Pond. Nice. All right, cool. I'm down for that, guys. If you want to. Uh, Say anything to me, you can send it over at philinterrupted at gmail.com. You know the drill. Otherwise, John, it was great to have you back on. Great to be back on. You're good at coming up with those movie ideas. I was just stuck in the Android virtually controlled. But you were also correct, as we learned from looking at the music video. <laughs> I know, right? I, I, I was, I, I'll get and my... I, I did not remember that music video, by the way. No. It's not like I had prior knowledge of that music video. I'm I was a little blown bit creeped away. out how accurate the story we first came up with was to that music video. Right? Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Thanks for being on, John. Uh, guys, we are making movies here on Film Erupted, and we will catch you next time. Peace out! And then I did a commercial with uh, Chris Berman from ESPN. He could go all the way. That's That's what he's famous for, yep. He could go all the way. 95 yards, 38.7. Tell me the location of the scrolls. My God, it sounds like a claw. Tell me the location (laughs) of the scrolls. (laughs) What? Some people would call that bad acting, going into a mode. I mean, it's it's advertising, you know? It's, I didn't uh, mean to offend you. I thought you it was good. You did offend me. You did offend me. You did offend me.